with episode number 215 of the Canadian Prepper Podcast. We're recording on September 17th, 2023. My name is Eric, host of the show based in Southern Ontario, hunter, target shooter, ham radio operator, not sandwich again, uh, based in Southern Ontario, hunter, target shooter, and I read a lot already. You screwed me up, Ian. Thanks a lot. <laughs> uh, as a first responder, witnessed an over-reliance on emergency services during major events, started a small preparedness company to help get people better prepared for at least 72 hours, if not longer. There we go. <laughs> pretty awesome. Uh, my name is Ian. I'm a homesteader on Vancouver Island, and clearly I have no idea how to work OPSEC. And I'm Jeff. I'm based in central Ontario. I'm a target shooter, ham radio operator, general overall handyman, and weather nerd. Uh, my name is Pierre. I'm a tactical beer owner. Pretty cool guy to drink with. Uh, I make t-shirts and stuff that look cool, and I'm a government critique. No, you're not. You just hate them. <laughs> That's why I critique them. <laughs> I'm Terry. I live in sunny central Ontario. And I'm a starving indie author, a pathetic fisherman, a fear to mediocre camper, and not a very good hunter. Despite all this, the good folks at the annual prepper meet asked me to be their spokesperson. So here I am. <laughs> well, if you can do all those things and be terrible at them, you could probably sell ice to an Eskimo. I should work for the government or something. <laughs> no, because you see, you're qualified for the job, so you can't work for the government. None of, it is, none of it is useful. You're hired. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. And if you want to help support the show, uh, you can embrace consumerism and buy some swag. <clears throat> we have both the Canadian Prepper Podcast t-shirt and the Tactical Velcro patch at www.prepperpodcast.ca. All proceeds help keep the lights on, the backup generator fueled, and help cover some of our costs. Terry. Hmm? <laughs> We're off to an awesome start today. I'll get it. Uh, oh, oh sorry. There's something I, that I missed. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah. If you're enjoying the show, please take a few minutes and submit a review on iTunes or wherever you may have found us. We seriously want your feedback, good or bad. Even if it's just a topic you want us to cover or something you learned this week, you can email us at feedback at prepperpodcast.ca. Look at this. This new kid Ian shows up and we just get all marbles in our mouth, can't talk, can't follow the uh, can't follow well, the notes it. or anything. Well, I almost my, think you're my impressed by my presence. Ian's name beside it. <laughs> I'm just starstruck because Ian's back, that's all. <laughs> uh, we've got some transmittable content for you in this episode. We're going to start off with some relevant news articles, let you know what we've done for our personal preps since the last episode. We want to get into the main topic. We're going to uh, talk about COVID 2.0 and kind of revisit and kind of figure out what we may have done differently. So into the news. All right. So uh, there's a disease running around India called Nipah. And a CNN article here says they've basically had a grand total of two deaths, which uh, sounds like a bad car crash. Honestly, mm -hmm. you know, it could be a, a slow, long weekend, really. But Not they're wrong. making a big, big hullabaloo over the potentials on this one. And so they've locked a bunch of stuff down already. So uh, the reason I included the article is basically because they've gone from zero to 100 over two deaths. So we can imagine if it actually was worse than that, how much reaction they're going to have as a general rule. And if, you know, a major you know, economic power like India is going to do that. Who knows what they're going to do here, right? So just thought I'd throw that article in there. And then, of course, uh, yeah, on that same train of thought, be super scared. The uh, the BA286 variant for COVID is out. 
So, of course, immediately if we've had a deluge of news articles and reminders to get boosters and, you know, hospitalization counts are coming back up and everything else. The B is jumping on this one again as well. So, you know, whatever your thoughts are towards it, I mean, it's in the news. Yeah, so, it's uh, back again. It is the season, article. right? Reading yeah. this article, though, we should have really put the new show title as COVID 2.86 instead of 2.0. Oh, Fair. Well, well played. Where were you when we were discussing the topic? Yeah, like, yeah. like they, they, they've got a new thing, and I'm like, oh, I was like, we were off by like less than one. To be like well, I would, I would say that that's what will be fixed in the iTunes podcast title. Stand by, mm-hmm. doing it. Yeah. Now. All right. Yeah. yeah but, <laughs> I like yeah. the share. I like the share song title that I used for originally for the episode, but okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or not? I'm just saying. Yeah. Jeff, you got a news article? Uh, yeah. So um, anybody who's out in the Maritimes as knows uh, Hurricane Lee made landfall uh, in the Maritimes. I've linked under a CBC news article there. I'll discuss it uh, a bit more in length on my weather blurb. But um, yeah, it uh, was fairly significant. But no deaths, no serious injuries. So that's uh, good on that part. So hopefully that means most of the people that have already listened to this podcast knew it was coming and then all the neighbors that knocked onto their house door or whatever was left um hope, just tell them that they should start listening we get more viewers and then we get more gooder stuff out to the gooder people <laughs> it's very gooder did you just say more gooder, yeah. Yeah, gooder, very gooder. More gooder. All, all the gooder more better stuff yeah yeah all right, let's uh, move into what we've done lately for preps. Oh, that's me again. I might as well, I'm on a roll. I might as well just keep going. Uh, so I picked up the new, new to me generator this week. Uh, I was able to get it running for a bit using some uh, quick start in that, uh, but it clearly wouldn't stay running. Obviously, the guy said he hadn't run it for two years, so it's got crappy gas and carburetors probably all clogged up. So I will try to get to that this week if I can, give it a good carb cleaning, drain the tank, get some fresh fuel in it, and uh, go from there. Very nice. Uh, for myself, started the oil change routine on all the uh, motors around here. So I talked about that last episode where I was getting kind of ready and <clears> getting <throat> everything lined up. I actually started doing it. Uh, so got the generator all switched over and the uh, oil filter done and checked the uh the air filter on it and the plugs and everything. So she's all ready to go for the winter and I'm just going to keep on that, uh, that routine. I uh, got the truck, uh, some pretty big maintenance done on that. The AC system uh, decided to leak on, <laughs> on my truck and it's been an issue for quite a while. So finally brought that in to get it fixed up. It's the, uh, the primary bug out machine. So it was, uh, it was due for some maintenance, but that kind of hit the pocketbook a little hard. So that sucked. Um, and then just fuel rotation. So getting ready to, uh, to do uh, all the, the winter stuff. So get all the winter machines ready to rock and roll and rotating the, the fuel out for storage for, uh, for the winter season. Cause old man winter is, uh, is coming real quick. All right. So after nine months, basically as an absentee prepper father, so to speak, the to-do list is like yay big and I've covered them off with a yay big. So um, yeah, here we go. So I had to do much fuel rotation cause a lot had been sitting for, basically six months but it still was good the, it turns out the stable was fine after a good at least six months in the tank it's so that that's good um stable works turns out uh, 
had to do some feed top ups. So all the chicken feed, uh, alpaca pellets, everything else, all had to be chained or topped up because I basically had filled up all the garbage cans. I think I had one chance to top it up when I was gone, but basically, yeah, so I had to go on a big feed run. Uh, which tells me I have a good six month supply anyway. Uh, training the new dog. So we had a rescue dog come into our life and uh, another tiny one, but a very doggy dog. And uh, working on recall, potty training, everything else. We had a mystery animal come running through the bush behind the house today and she came back when called, which was good. So uh, that's always a, a work in progress. That's a good one. That's a good sign. Yeah. But uh, so that's, yeah, she's definitely a good fit with the, uh, the herd, so to speak. Um, see here working on my fitness recovery while i was mm. on the road and eating nothing but fast food for eight months guess what happened nothing bad nothing bad. no no i didn't like i put on 20 pounds or anything but anyway oh, so <laughs> yeah so i uh i've been having to work on that and i didn't exercise nearly as much as i should have so i've got a, a big road to recovery that i have to start down now and uh yeah work on that uh yeah, I had to do some wood refinishing before the rain hits. Uh, obviously, when the high humidity happens, you can't do a lot of staining, painting, whatever. So I've had a bunch of stuff around the acreage I need to take care of. Everything from antique skis to wheelbarrow handles to whatever. Uh, before rainy season hits, about another two weeks, I've got to do a bunch. So I've been trying to carry off a bit with, with that anyway. Uh, we're back to planning the sauna. So mm -hmm. the outdoor off-grid sauna that we're going to do on the back 40 there, we're going <coughs> to... Uh, we've got the place cleared out, but that's as far as I got last year. So this year we're going to start, uh, you know, marking stuff out where we're going to put everything. We're planning like a sauna deck, uh, kind of cold plunge area, the whole works. Um, get yeah. Fancy. Yeah, we're going to get all fancy. And so we're going we're gonna to have to lay that that uh, kind of L-shaped setup out there and yeah, see how that goes. It's going to be on, on top of a cliff, which is kind of cool. So um, see here so i had to do a jenny charging and test run so i had to recharge the battery which had gone flat um check the oil all the, the standard stuff with small engine stuff but they gave it a good run because it hadn't really run for about four or five months that's uh, sad yeah it was very <laughs> sad well i mean it's good there's no power outages bad that yeah. i kind of ignored it for that long that i'm sure if the wife had gone out there she would have had to pull start it she would have been less than amused mm -hmm. with me so yeah yeah, so then I had a bunch of wood that I had split some large rounds. I think I talked about that on the podcast that uh, I got some a big a good deal on some big you know two foot wide rounds or whatever. Um, I split them and left them down in a, in a kind of a shady wet spot in the property, and I had to run them back up to the, the sunniest kind of driest side of the property. So I had to run all that up. There's about three cords up the hill. Um, thank goodness for the quad. So that'll be good for uh, next spring. Um, let's see here. Got a new alternative location in Vancouver now, so I had to inventory what I had there, restock that. Um, and at, we actually did an inventory of the part of the pantry at home here, just because we had to, some stuff we had to rotate out. Uh, all my radios were programmed for Toronto, so I had to reprogram those for the Vancouver area. All the little mm. UV5Rs and everything else had all the repeaters for, uh, for Mississauga and stuff on them, so I had to do some of that. Um, and the daughter asked me how or what, how to use the radio in case of emergency, which is like, oh, I'll get, I'll get back to you on that. <laughs> so <laughs> I gotta set up a big instruction manual for her. So that's next week's project. I'm gonna write out a big how-to manual uh, so she can bounce something off a repeater in Vancouver and, and reach me here if required. So that'd be kind of cool. How to step one, study for ham license. Step two, obtain ham license. Well, that would be the ideal, but it's it's Step a teenager. Open and, yeah, it's a teenager thing and all that stuff. I don't think it's going to happen. So. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, 
yeah, so let's see here. Uh, winterizing some engines, a little bit of driveway repair. So I had some big divots in the driveway, so I got a big asphalt repair kit because before the rain hits and everything else, I was going to get the repair done. And uh, so it doesn't erode anymore. And so I did a couple big driveway patch repairs with uh, kind of like instant set asphalt. It's kind of weird. You just put it in there, tamp it down, pour water on it, and it goes solid. Which is kind of cool. Um, Cover up the wood piles today. And then I made a mistake. I ran into a friend of mine. She actually is an avid hunter and fisher person. And she uh, reminded me that I really didn't have my hunting licenses yet. And today the wife and I were talking. We're like, yeah, it's time to do that. So I went to go get my hunting license today. And I realized that I guess my accreditation that proves I'm a resident is out of date. So I had to redo that. So my hunting license will have to wait a week. And then uh, I just had to throw in the car for some repairs after that big road trip from Ontario because the front rotors went on it after all the braking, heavy-duty braking, I guess. I don't know what it was. but so I had Crazy to driver. Yeah, I had to repair the car after I got back, and uh, I think that's it. I don't know. Yeah, that's record that time. That's <laughs> record time for you. Considering <laughs> it's been so long, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Figured I'd, I'd mentioned Steve in the uh, live chat here saying this new uh, this new Ian guy seems alright likes to talk which is good for a podcast. There you go. <laughs> Even though, actually, I hope they're back at their place. I, I, I hope, hope so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. But I'm also curious on if Kyle is accurate about how many CGN deals. Oh, True. Fun yes. fact: When you're in Toronto, you have access to a much larger market. Mm. And and so I was able to do a lot of face to face meets uh, with those. So yes, I did get the odd deal done. Um, there was a few. Put it that way. Fair enough. Okay. But the problem is, is Kyle over or under for guessing? Like Thirty-seven. Uh, he's over. <laughs> I won't say by how much, but you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'd rather not Fair say. Fair yeah. Between the fifth. The problem is, is they're all tracked now. Anyways, you get the uh, well. At least license checks are are, are tracked. So. Terry. Oh, me? Well, after listening to Ian, I've had a pretty dull life. Um, <laughs> still working on some generator tune-ups and getting ready for winter. But this weekend, this weekend just passed, I, I went camping. So some gear got a bit of a workout, and including the chainsaw. So that's good. So that's, that's a few things off my list. That's it. That's it for me. Very good. Uh, we've got Denny in the live chat just uh, letting us know about the emergency prep XMO and the fact that it was uh, small but very informative. So that's good. Oh, whose mic is making all the noise there? But... I, I don't know. Yeah. We're just muting a few people here. So thanks for the update there, Denny. It's, uh, yeah. If you want to fill us in on a few things that you uh, came across or a few things that you learned, we'd, uh, we'd appreciate some yeah. feedback on what well, you. Where, what, where was it? There. Where was it? Remember where he said it was. It's in the state somewhere. I know that much. Okay, uh, but but no, like just get to know because I was it's like, in, that's uh, it's in northern Michigan. Uh, I can't remember ah. exactly the town. Okay, except the right. uh, northern part of Michigan. All right. Um, yeah. So I, I haven't been on in a little while. Um, had some stuff going on outside of regular stuff, and just said. Uh, I still chatted with the peoples on the panelists, but not so much with the listeners. But uh, so actually, as of Friday, we officially uh, finalized the new house purchase because the last time I said we were buying a house, it fell through. Um, so now we're packing up the house. And the best part is we're going to start purging some of the stuff we've had and get rid Ooh, of. That's the fun part. Yeah. 
That's the best part. Um, Less but, there is to move, right? Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, yeah, let's not move it all there and then get rid of it. Let's get rid of it before. Um, so, you know, um, hanging out with some people. Um, so some stuff I've been working on. I've been practicing on some shooting stuff. Went on another competition. Lots of fun. Definitely recommend that for people. Um, lock picking, very little, but I'm like, it's something I kind of put away for a little bit because I was like, ooh, I popped the lock and left it alone. And I was like, yeah, now I can't pop that lock again. So I want to mm. keep going with that. And it's I'm almost really, like skills are perishable or something. Yeah, it, it's weird, one right? of those weird things. And then um, I'm trying really hard to be a non-douchey person, <laughs> which makes it very hard due to people. So that's the thing I've been working on. Uh, it's not going great, um, but but it's something I'm trying to put into practice. Just be you, Pierre. Don't change. Yeah. <laughs> Problem is, people just keep pushing your buttons and keep uh, testing your limits, yeah, right? Like, yeah. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, okay, we know we're gonna stay on topic. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> trying to be non-douchey, but people are making it really hard. We'll stop the conversation there. Fair enough. <laughs> right. Well, with the not being douchey anymore, how about we move into the main topic? <laughs> so uh, this evening we figured we'd talk about uh, COVID 2.0, meaning uh, more like more along the lines of what would we would do um, looking back now at COVID and what, what happened and what we went through. Uh, maybe doing a quick, uh, quick revisit, rethink, and uh, just look back and reflect on things that we would change, things we would keep the same, and uh, just generate a bit of a discussion that way. Yeah, I mean, um, I guess the first thing that popped into my head was the financial aspect of the whole COVID thing, because whether it be how the government coerced people to do stuff, uh, how people reacted to facing job loss, everything else, financial seems to be a massive aspect of the whole pandemic preparedness thing, I think, as far as I'm concerned. Um, Simply for the fact is that, like, you know, uh, because a lot of people live paycheck to paycheck, you know, everybody does pretty much, like, in a, in, a, in some semblance anyways. Um, yeah, it's uh, whether it be less dependence on the man or maybe having your mortgage paid off or whatever. I think there's a, I don't have all the solutions, that's for sure, but uh, there's a certain uh, sense of freedom that comes with being a little more financially independent, whether it be having some money set aside or even being self-employed or having you know passive streams of income whatever i think uh financial thing was huge this last time around wasn't it yeah it absolutely was that was probably the number one biggest thing that i heard from a lot of people i was talking to is the financial thing just especially those that were either laid off lost their jobs or just couldn't continue working the uh the financial impact was just massive across the board well, yeah, and I mean, especially if you're a sole income earner and you were, you know, put out of work because of the COVID thing, or you were, you know, if you wanted to keep your yep. job, you had to do certain things, whatever. Yep. Uh, yep. There was just a certain aspect of the this whole COVID thing that that really, you know, was not a pleasant experience for a lot of people, right? Yeah. So, yeah, number one, I'd say it was financial. Yeah. And uh, that's just, it can't be overstated. I mean, I think the wife and I are working really hard to pay off our mortgage as fast as we can. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're ready for... Uh, was at COVID two eighty six at this point, but you know, like we're working as hard as we can. <laughs> nice. But uh, I yeah. mean, yeah. yeah, it's a thing. Yeah, yeah definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, next one I had was uh, moral issues. Um, so now, uh, I guess what somebody mentioned to me the other day is like, figure out what your line in the sand is, 
draw it now and <laughs> figure out where you're gonna put your foot down right and you know whether it be like uh, going off to ottawa earlier rather than later uh you know uh standing up to your boss saying no doing whatever like i guess have it have it ready in your mind so you don't have to sit there with a moral dilemma mind me at bad time because um if they start pushing the same narrative they did before and and with the same tricks they used last time it's like where is where is your layer line in the sand i guess yeah, well, that's a that's a fair one to, to reassess. I think a lot of people as well had that that impact on them. Where, yeah, the the whole morale thing just it smacked people in the face because all of a sudden you're segregated, you're on your own, and a lot of people were willing to follow the rules and listen to to what government was saying to do. And yeah. you know, we all thought it was the right thing to do. And next thing you know, you, you're realizing that sitting at home by yourself is much fun as it sounds like. <laughs> okay, that part didn't weeks, bother right? me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that part I was okay with. Fair enough. But, like yeah, yeah there, no. there were some things where I'm like I, I was I had a meeting with my boss not that long ago and I said I was like I kind of wish part of COVID came back. So I'm like hmm. the company I work for with there were you know huge mandates shutdowns this that and I'm like I would go places and fix equipment and I'm like I wouldn't have to go inside and interact with the peoples. So I would do what I have to do, and then I call them, be like, "I'm outside, I fixed it, it's good. Do you need anything?" And they would be like, "No, but I'm gonna come out and chat with you for a minute or two. I said, "Okay." But other than that, like people left me alone. So then I also go to like people's sites, you know, their house, their job site, whatever, to fix the stuff. And everybody was all scared, so I didn't have like a guy breathing down my neck telling me how to do my job, even though this guy couldn't figure out how to start the piece of you know the equipment. So I'm like, I want that to come back, but I don't want the rest of the stuff to come back. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. You know, like yeah. I guess it also boils down to is if your boss asks you to do something you're not comfortable with too, it's like you have to sit there and decide whether or not you're going to do it ahead of time. So you're not kind of put on the spot, I guess, mm-hmm. or anything yeah, else. I'm not too worried about telling my boss what I think. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I imagine that's probably not a problem at all. But uh, yeah. Ho- hopefully, it doesn't bite me more than it has previously. But it, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, that, that's the only thing. Like, yeah, the morals thing is just like, you know, um, I had a few hard lines, and thankfully, I was able to stand by those few hard lines, and I don't regret and I don't do anything. I'm very pleased that we, you know, as a family, we all decided to stand on that line, you know, including the daughter, even though she's way above the age that she could do anything. Like we'd have a conversation. We'd just be like, look, this is all the information we have, you know, not so much leaning it more towards our thing, but just be like, this is the information about, you know, the pandemic and the COVIDs. Like, this is a thing, you know, she was worried. Like, hey, I'm, everybody's talking about this. And I'll be like, so we broke it down as best as we could to explain it without really not taking or taking the bullshit that everybody has been informed of and just being like, this is what it is. You know, like, hey, we got invited to go over to, you know, your grandparents' place. You know, do you want to go? Are you okay with it? Nobody's sick. And she was like, well, I think I'll be good. You know, so that morals thing, like, we need to bring back that in that morals is just like having you know conversations that are obviously um age appropriate but maybe starting to include you know the little people in your house that your decisions 
and your statements will have effect on. And I mean, yes, fine. You don't have that conversation. And if they're little, you know, kids that are assholes, like fine, drop the hammer and say, I'm the adult and let's do this. But like, you know, trying to have that open dialect with <coughs> at a younger age will hopefully get them to be, you know, adults that ask questions and hopefully inform themselves and don't necessarily trust everything, but like mm-hmm. want to decide to like go do some research for themselves. Um, I, I think that's a giant thing. We, we started doing that and I'm like, now we've always done it, but I'm like, we kind of did a lot more with the COVIDs, right? Like, well, there's a person I haven't met before at the grocery store. Like, what do I do? And I was like, we're okay. And like, just having that morals of just like, look, this is where you, you know, for example, me and your mother stand, this is the information you have, you know, do you have questions and try and answer as best, honestly, without being biased as best as possible and like just just bring them back that communication between you know kids and parents and and bring them back at the family thing together is uh is a strong thing we tried to work on and are hopefully going to keep going forward with because i like it yeah. yeah right like she's she's in sixth grade she's turning 11 so i'm like your brain works so I'm like, well, what do you think about this, right? Like, I'm not saying your brain works properly for this specific scenario we're talking about, but like, you know, but you, you got to figure out how to explain stuff so that they kind of understand a little bit better than everyone's going to die. Yeah, I mean, they're, little, like they're not stupid, right? So they're they're able yep. to ask decent questions and they, they'll yeah. soak in what you tell them too, so. Yeah. Um, yeah. They comprehend a lot more than you realize. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm, learning that, I'm learning that very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. They start repeating you know. words, Eric. Oh yeah, that's happening. Yep. Oh, excellent. <laughs> so uh, before we get uh, going again on some more stuff, Kyle's uh, got a great plan for financial uh, independence there next uh, time around. Okay, who's clicking it again? I'm going to click, click once more. There we you go. Click it. There we Anyways, go. <laughs> uh, he says he's going to buy a crap ton of bidets and resell them when the TP runs out again. That's his financial plan. So yeah, I fantastic like idea because uh, I'm sure that there's going to be at least one more toilet paper joke before today's yep. over. <laughs> oh, um, at least. <laughs> yeah. So from my perspective, what would I do differently for my preps? Water, the most boring of all prep. Mm-hmm. Uh, during the winter, we'd have a problem when we have like cubic meters of it coming down. Uh, summer, we have a dry season that's six months long. So if there is an extended power outage because of you know some catastrophic like cordyceptus uh, kind of virus or COVID, whatever, um, yeah, we're obviously getting a problem with water in summertime, and the generator won't last forever. So I think water storage outside, not even so much filtration, because I I have. Uh, Sawyer minis. I don't. I don't have life straws, but uh, so yeah, water filtration not an issue. But the water storage is big. So the wife and I were talking. We got to get some sort of massive, big storage tub outside that we're gonna kind of keep keep full so, with rainwater anyway. So are you talking more sto- uh, water storage for animals feed and uh, gardens or whatever, or for personal consumption? Or yes. <laughs> yes, for everything. So uh, <laughs> no, but right. Okay. Yeah, because, I mean, we're down to, like, uh, just chickens and an alpaca now, right? We go, actually, so I didn't even mention that. We lost one or more alpacas, so we're down to one. Um, but, yeah, so we basically just got chickens to take care of, so that the, very, the water usage is very minimal. And it's basically just the two of us now on the acreage, so, yeah, it won't be too bad. Um, so it's just, oh. yeah, one of big, you know, a 1,000-gallon special or whatever to <laughs> keep things topped up will be more than plenty, I would think, just for... Uh, for preparedness purposes. And then the one the other thing I learned, though, during the last pandemic is because everybody's leaving the cities and flocking towards the countryside, 
stay on the acreage or at least stay out of town because that seems to be the, the place to be as I rediscovered. Yeah. Oh, very so, nice. Yeah, that's uh, pretty much my uh, if I could do it all over again. Keep this um, idea off your property. Yeah. <laughs> well, and there was, like you said, I remember early on in the pandemic, we had that guy skulking around the front uh, front of the, the property mm-hmm. there when panic mode was, well, the toilet paper panic was on, basically. <laughs> and uh, that's when the uh, the guard dog really came in handy, too, because he was scaring off the odd uh, skulker, which was very interesting because we don't normally have people on the road like that. And yeah, that was very interesting. And even if he doesn't scare him off, at least he tells you prior to the guy coming up on your window, on your door. Oh yeah, so he's right, got a hundred right. yard hundred yard dash between the the fence and the uh, the house. So he's got to make it past the dog. So, <laughs> be very interesting uphill, no less. Oh, nice. yeah. For for myself, I'm I'm along, much along the same lines. The uh, the financial aspect really hit me. Um, Job wise, for me, I, I didn't feel like it was going to disappear anytime soon. It was pretty solid that way. Uh, worked all the way through it, uh, but seeing other people and, and friends go through the. Uh, that kind of hardship where they did lose jobs or were temporarily laid off or just weren't working for a period of time because they couldn't because their companies were closed. Uh, that really that got hit me pretty good because I've, I've admittedly ignored kind of the financial preparedness side of things because as far as I'm concerned, the, the job that I do is not going anywhere quick. It's going to be around for as long as I figure I'm going to need it. But seeing how quickly that can change, that's mm-hmm. definitely something... Uh, something I've got to focus on and look back on and say, you know what, I got to smarten up with that. Uh, yeah, that was a big eye opener to see that happen to people around me. Uh, beyond that, I was pretty happy with everything else we had. Um, plan wise, things worked out. We had, we had extra stock of things. We had everything ready to go for times that we were just sitting around the house. So the financial thing is huge, big, big opener for me. I think it was for a lot of people, actually, as you, you, you already said it, that, you know, a whole lot of people, it was like, you know what, get your shot or we're going to yeah. take away your ability to feed your family and put a roof over your head and send your kids to college and the whole, you know, mm-hmm. yep. on, on top I mean, of the fact that, as you say, I, and I mean, and it, I, I feel bad like the, the low income people, like the, your, your waiters and waitresses at a, at a, at a restaurant. Oh, you can't yeah. you, you can't go into a restaurant with five people, but hey, go to mm. Costco with with a thousand people. No problem there. COVID doesn't go to yep. Costco, so yeah. it just I uh, it just really hit a lot of people really hard. Well, a friend of mine put it well, maybe a little on the nose, but here we go. So he says, if I was Harvey Weinstein and I said, take mm-hmm. this prick or you're never going to work in the industry again, I'd go to jail. But if I was your boss, I can say the exact same sentence, and it's totally cool. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's all, it's, a, it's so amazing how society kind of reacted. They're different kind of pokes. Yep, but, but the mm-hmm. sentiment's still there because they're they're, so, they're basically they're, the uh, end result know. is still the same. Yeah, but, but not only that, but it's just like well, you know, it's coercion. No matter how you, yeah. you slice it, yeah. right? So yeah, yeah, I was so very for, fortunate for that that there was none of that coercion um, for where I work. Um, because yeah, I mean, I'm fairly financially stable. My job's good. My job is probably not going anywhere for a long time, and all that. But uh, if you know there was that hard line in the sand that I put forward, would that have been the same? You know, I I, I don't know. 
but yeah, it's just one of those crazy things where, you know, we've all taken for granted, like, oh, I need sour cream, hop in the car, drive a few minutes down the road, 20 minutes down the road, we'll get it. And like that, that might not be an option if one thing had changed for many of us. It can be scary. No. So for me, at least, um, I was kind of more or less prepared. Um, as Eric mentioned, I would I would have had more cash on hand so that if something would have happened, I wasn't as reliant on an ATM or a bank. Um, I would have a better, and, and as I'm also working on that, you know, I've got the pressure canner and I'm, I'm working on stuff to have a better non-perishable food supply. So I'm not worried about, you know, I, I mean, if it hits really, really bad and, you know, say your hydro company is all of a sudden down 60 or 70% of their people, is there a potential that something along that line could happen? Absolutely. Um, I've also got a small, for me, I mean, I'm just, just being me in the house, an arrow garden and that I can have greens and stuff growing all year round. So um, <coughs> not that I, I'm scared to go to the store because I'm not, not that I'm, I'm worried about going to the store because I'm, I'm not. But again, if the store doesn't have stuff because you know what, maybe trucks can't get across the border anymore depending on how bad it is or you know the supply the supply chain crumbles nope. you're not going to be able to get some stuff so nope. that's just kind of kind of the thing I've got um, and a better fuel stock supply make sure that mm -hmm. my which again I've, I've, I've already worked on this stuff 90% of what I'm saying I needed to do I've already done but they were things that I noticed that I, I needed to put a bit more attention to. And thinking of that now, the one thing that did actually catch us off guard, um, outside of the financial, just seeing how that kind of affected people, uh, infant formula. That mm -hmm. that one got us pretty bad. Uh, we didn't see that one coming. No. And what, all what of a sudden... the shortage actually end? Because like, it was going on for quite a while. It's, it's still kind of lingering, but a lot of the prices for formula have just shot up now as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's uh, what used to cost us about what, $25, $26 for a, a thing of formula at Costco is now about 37 So it's gone up quite a bit, but um, it's, yeah, we've been good but, the last couple of months. It, it's been back and fully stocked. more available now. Right. Yes, it is. But yeah, that, is. that really caught us off guard. And actually, we were not ready for that. I was thinking actual stuff to buy, like not toilet paper, but uh, uh, yep. large rifle primers. That seems to be an ongoing yes. thing still, right? Yep. And like yeah. everybody's like willing to sell their mother for like a hundred count of uh, large rifle primers, yep. and I think if you can find them, they're like 50, 60 bucks for a hundred, which is like ten times normal price. Back yeah, in the day. Like you you could get a thousand for them prior to this for yeah maybe a few bucks more, but or give or take, right? Like depending which ones you were buying, but like yeah, um, yeah, it's it's just ridiculous. Like some stuff, um, only thing. I would have changed a little bit better is um, so now that we're getting our own place, um, not so much uh, the renting and the landlord being douchey about you know growing a garden. Um, definitely have a little bit better uh, supplies, at least bare minimum of what we eat. Um, we all saw <clears throat> lettuce go crazy. It was what like six dollars for a head of lettuce because there was a shortage, and it's like. Well, I don't think like 
edit lettuce every day, but I'm like, it is part of our diets that we do eat often enough. Um, so just kind of trying to see what we can avoid getting at the store and what can we figure out how to, you know, make ourselves without turning our entire backyard into a garden. Like we have dogs, so I'm like, I don't really want them going to piss on the lettuce that we want for supper. So trying to find that Fair happy enough. medium of like, you know, what what would be our best bet to uh, be able to grow and sustain ourselves? And, you know, what are we willing to part ways with for a few weeks if this happens again? Um, other than the fresh veggie stuff, I mean, we normally always stock up on snacks something goes on sale we've got you know canned stuff which we're not a fan of but i'm like we got if we need to uh we normally always have ground beef chicken you know steaks like all, all the stuff we normally eat we always tend to always have in the freezer that we would be okay for a little bit i would prefer to have more but i would need more financials for it and it, you know um water we've been good we've always stayed on top of uh, we got a Berkey and we got like I don't know 15 five gallon jugs we siphon through uh, we always have it full we've always got lots of water um, I would definitely stack more brass and lead way prior to the prices we pay for brass and lead now but you know that's for a different yep. conversation <laughs> precious, precious metals are precious metals, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I mean, other than that, I mean, we, we kind of saw this coming down the pipeline um, and it was financially feasible for us to go out and, you know, spend a thousand to three thousand dollars on some extras. You know, hey, we kind of see, you know, uh, I want to say prior to it being called a pandemic in Canada, um, we did you know, kind of see it coming down the pipeline. And we were like, no, we just got a little bit of extra money. So we kind of did that like extra Costco run before everything skyrocketed. So as much as I don't want to say, keep an eye on the news, but like just being aware of what's going down, mm -hmm. coming down yep. the pipelines from things, you know, being extra vigilant on some things. And, you know, I mean, how, how much did, some things cost during the pandemic just due to like a lack of availability there's like you know cucumbers lettuce there were a few things that were just like i was like i'm not paying this right so like knowing that coming down the pipeline um maybe just being extra vigilant on i don't want to say media or news itself but just kind of being aware of you know for example, we're talking about something that's going on in India. Well, th technically, that doesn't really affect us now. Mm -hmm. But what about three months from now? You know, is it somehow going to show up on a plane, even though you know the person did this and that, and they did all the checked all the boxes to be able to come here, and now it's a thing, and now we're all going through the same thing, but worse because everything costs more, and the price is going to go up on everything again. So, you know, just being extra vigilant on the best we can do to be uh, safe in our own house and, you know, still kind of live the normal life, have those treats for ourselves and, you know, regular meals. So that that's what we're going to pack hard Wait, on. Are you saying preppers should do prepper things? Yeah, I'm hearing. amazing. Am I hearing that correctly on a prepper yeah. podcast? 
<laughs> well, I mean, the thing in India. I, is I don't know why we wasted thirty nine minutes. I mean, we could end this fucking show like fifty, like a half hour ago. Yeah. Just be like, don't. So, so I stand by my statement about the don't be a douche person, and just you know, just plan for yourself. I mean, take into consideration friends, family. Um, but if friends, family think you're the guy with the tinfoil hat. I don't. I am not gonna be angry if you decide to close the door on them when all this happens, and you're like, "I prepared for myself, not for you." You thought I was crazy. Now you need to figure this out. And when you come back with stuff and realize that I wasn't crazy, then we can talk. I'm not opposed to that. Yeah, I mean, but same token too, like you mentioned, the thing in India not being an issue now. I mean, but we're. Especially this day and age, where like one kid on a gap year doing is their their life life uh, searching trip away from mm-hmm. them bringing it back to Canada. So I mean, right? You can't, it, you can't it, deny Canadian citizen coming back in, right? So yeah, and I mean, like we're also at that weird time of year where like it's crazy cold at night. <clears throat> or, I mean, we'll say crazy cold because we're still climatizing to you know what regular winter or fall weather will be. But I mean, what was it this week? Like tonight. It's fairly chilly over. I need to put a sweater on outside. But like two weeks ago, it was 40 degrees outside yep. by 9 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. But at night, it's 12. So I'm like, everybody's kind of, you know, need to get that adjustment. Go to work with a sweater every morning, but you leave the sweater in the truck. So like at the end of the week, you got like nine sweaters in your truck and you can't find anything. So like everybody kind of gets that sniffle and that like itch in the throat and that little bit of a cough. And now with all these news articles coming out, everybody's thinking like, oh my God, do I have what India has? <laughs> so it's like, yeah. we're slowly getting back to that where I'm just like, let's just live life. If you're worried about it, okay, stay home, hang out with the family, don't have friends over, but like it, it shouldn't be a mass, you know, crazy, absurd thing. But yeah, I mean, even before everything I said, I'd, I'd stack way more lead and brass. And Yep. Uh, you know, those little pipes with two end caps that you can. No, no, sorry. No, <laughs> no, that's I Monday. Mean, that's Monday. That's plumbing supplies. You can just, you can yeah, stockpile yeah. pumping. Yeah, 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 just plumbing. Because, <laughs> yeah, I don't want I don't want the plumber to come in my house and maybe. Yeah, that's. That's, that's, <laughs> that's right. where you're going with that. Got it. Got it. Yeah. That's what we all thought. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Terry, what do you got? Well, you know. I'd have bought more toilet paper. If I'd have known this was coming up up front, I'd have bought more toilet paper. Because we, we actually had people come to us for toilet paper. <laughs> awesome. And we had some. Because we were pretty pretty squared away when it comes to stuff. Like We didn't really need anything. So if the grocery stores, you know, we didn't have to go out. It was We were pretty okay that way. But having said that, you know, and, and having a written, written a book series on pandemics, well, just watching this play out was was quite an amazing thing for me was you know i uh, and just how how i wrote it and and how it played out but did you write uh, people as stupid as people were oh uh, <laughs> yeah I, mean, sure. I, I think so but but for me like <laughs> I, I was kind of on board this right off the bat you don't think i didn't imagine i couldn't imagine for the life of me that that the government's going to be that i do they're that they're bad but i didn't think they're that bad you know, I got I got two shots of the stupid vaccine. Will I get any more? No, but I, you know, I trusted them up front. And then when things started happening, 
uh, I'm going to say, I guess the truckers' protest was was a, was a turning point for me. When I started seeing how that was unfolding and all this stuff going on there, I thought, well, well there's something wrong here now. You know, that was or, a big change for me. Or when they said, no, you need a third. It's oh, like, I, already then, got, I already got two. Like, yeah, why do I yeah. need a third? And yeah. Things started to get interesting there, you know. So hindsight being 2020, like, yeah. Well, the interesting uh, thing is, like, even in your books, like, you, you think about how fast a, <clears throat> a, a true, like, deadly quote unquote pandemic will 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 travel across the the land so to speak mm -hmm. and i think after the first few weeks when you know buddy and i were doing some you know math using like kind of like an uh what do you call it, exponential growth and it just wasn't following that whole that whole you know hockey stick shape right mm -hmm. and so we're like this isn't spreading like as bad as it sounds like in the media you know what i mean like so from a from a math perspective and so one thing i learned too is that that you know like if you actually look at the numbers mm -hmm. rationally, not just like the fact that they're increasing, but how fast they're increasing, mm -hmm. it's uh, that was a big eye opener too. Like, because you know, like in most pandemic books, you see it kind of go from almost nothing to ridiculous in a very short period, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas here, it's it was very such a slow thing, and they every single number counted in the media, right? Oh so, yeah, it was unreal. So and but the other that. thing I think is is lost here now is is after all this fiasco that's played out now. Governments, pharmaceutical companies, news agencies, the World Health Organization. Like, if a real pandemic was to happen, who the hell is going to believe them? Well, there are a lot of people will, but but still, there's a lot of people that are not going to believe them, and that could be a bad thing. Could you be. Know? Yep. You know, if a real serious one did happen, and people are going to going to they they've lost their trust of a lot of people. So, I think that's a that was a bad thing. Just on a on a side note, if anybody's curious about uh, Terry's book, I've put a link to uh, Amazon in the in the live chat. So go check it out. Perfect. Oh, you're a good man, Eric. Thank you. Perfect, because I'm like I, I'm very more intrigued to read these books, even though I despise reading. But like, so someone that has written three books, right? Yeah, yeah, three three books about pandemic and everything. So you have always written about society society collapsing, right? Yes, like that that lone man that. You know, built a bunker in his backyard. Prior to the COVIDs, did you ever think that all this could have happened due to, just like you said, government, pharmaceutical company, agencies, WHO, you know, all these people that you would think would be there to help you. Did you nope. ever think of, like, right? Because that's not a thing that you would see in any movie or any nope. book you would read, right? It's always society collapsed, everybody's a zombie, except for this one man and his dog. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, right? I didn't I didn't see that coming at all. Like, I, I the way I wrote, wrote the story was the, the government's incompetent, yes. I think everybody right. can agree with that. They didn't get a yeah. handle on things. That, you know, they're always trying to cover each other's ass. They're, nobody wants to take responsibility, huh. that type of thing. But, but, but the depth of... Uh, Deception and corruption and crookedness—I never, never imagined. Do I, I have a book for you? So, oh, you do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'm probably working on that right now because I learned a lot through this. Thing. <laughs> Believe me, the yeah. government gives me lots to write on. Yeah. Lots to write on. Yeah. But yeah, okay. 
curious. I like uh, Phil. Uh, Phil in the live chat uh, is asking: At the beginning of the pandemic, did anyone else watch Contagion to get survival <laughs> tips? I had actually literally just watched it not even a few weeks before the the actual the news story broke, and I was like, "Oh, this is like terrifyingly accurate." I did watch Utopia too, this the TV series. Oh, which, yeah. uh, that was which, a weird one. And that was a weird one, but then that one little scene where he starts talking about <laughs> these seeking vaccinations into the populace, I was like, oh, this is just killing yeah. me right now. This is not helping. <laughs> I, I, went, I went old school. I just watched Outbreak with the monkey. Ah. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Still not bad, but not great. Anyway, but Contagion was like eerily accurate, though, too, right? Yeah. So, anyway. I don't think bat soup is going to be an issue this time. No. 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 I've always watched a few but bo- read a, watched a few movies and read a few books on pandemics so that was I always figured that was the most likely thing that's going to bring society down was a was a pandemic of some kind. I never really thought about government collapse that much until now or and uh, everything else going for a dump and like just say this last couple of years has been pretty darn eye opening. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, another crazy thing I would definitely change was when we had the election in there, we would make mm. sure more more people don't vote don't vote liberal. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. I think that would I, I think that would have changed the back half of the, the COVID. If more only people could control that, yeah. It, it, more I mean, people like, would like, just let's, vote. Let's go. Let's go back. What could you do better? Yeah, mm. get out and vote. I mean, <laughs> yeah, like it's just you're voting liberal. No, we're canceling because of the COVIDs. Like. Doesn't matter how many masks you put on, they probably would have stayed home. Right? What I'm shocked with, though, is that how uh, I, you know, and it's, I'm not putting <clears throat> any particular part of the political party because I hate them all equally. But I'm mm-hmm. just saying, like, it's amazing how a government can turn around and run a country with 26 percent of the vote. Doesn't matter which government it forms. Yeah, like, and claim that it, they have the consent of the government. And, and yeah. they claim they have yes. a mandate from the population. Yeah, I mean, exactly. like, I'm not, and I'm not just spoken for the. That's a whole because, different side of it. But I'm just yeah, yeah. yeah. So and, like, and I, yeah. So truly, every vote I mean, does count, and and you know, except for the blatantly like leaning one side writings, like you know, Alberta and Saskatchewan go all blue. I get that, but like in those swing writings where every you know, votes are lost and won by tens or hundreds. I think the there's 13 writings I think last election that went with less than a thousand votes difference, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, and that was it was just crazy. And uh, some of them were like down to the teens, like just a few votes wow. difference, and which can make a huge difference in the outcome. So I think a lot of people are afraid to vote that uh, yeah. did show up this last time. It was like, yeah. I think you got to get yeah. your cowboy up or, or at least vote by mail or do something next time. Like just mm-hmm. anyway, right? And I mean, like, and I think, trust me, this is going to sound weird coming from me, but like one of the things is I'm like, you kind of need to be. Um, neighborly mm-hmm. as in like just you know check up on your neighbor so like where we live currently right now right we're renting and there's two elderly people next to us and i was like look like i'm around a bunch of grocery stores drug stores whatever for work do you guys need anything you know that that going back to being even if you live in the city like trying to make your own little you know um little town of people that watch each other help each other out um i think unfortunately i think it was lost during the covids because you had people calling on their neighbor neighbor because there was like four vehicles in their driveway instead of three Mm -hmm. um but i i you know i i just think that you know we need to go back to like 
I'm not saying I want to have a beer with you every night and have suppers every night, but like you need something, you come knock on my door, mm -hmm. be a nice person, and I yeah. will do the same, right? Like, hey, I need a cup of sugar or a cup of coffee or whatever, and you do or both. the same. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. So, like, you know, so I, I think we need to figure out how to bring that back. Way almost, more, almost like a group of mutual assistance type of thing, like mm -hmm. yeah, like a like a <laughs> general <laughs> sense of community. Yeah, but I'm not even saying like you know, hey, you need to stock more food, but just like not being the douchebag neighbor that is there if you need something, but still does his thing. Like it's just it's more of an acquaintance, acquaintance, sorry, more than like someone you depend on for certain things. Like just. I don't know no. if I like this new kinder, gentler Pierre. <laughs> no, I'm not. Like I said, I was like, I'm just saying, that's a thing. I don't. I'm not saying I want to meet all my neighbors, but if I need something small and I can't get to the store, I'm okay with knocking on your door, being like, "Hey, you know, it's Pierre from across the street. Would you happen to have a cup of sugar I can borrow?" And then I will bring them back sugar. Right? Yeah, fair enough. But just. Having that, you know, we all live close, so whatever, if it's affecting one person, it's probably affecting all of us. Yeah. So, like, let's just be, you know, that support team for ourselves. I'm not saying I'm going to invite you over and give you steak suppers or, you know, pasta nights or we'll have Taco Tuesday every Tuesday. But it's just one of those small things where it's just like, if you're, if you need something, yes, 100%, knock on my door. Don't be an asshole. Don't be a douchebag. Be nice. Be respectful. And if the opportunity ever, or not even the opportunity, but if ever it comes back, like you also need to pay that back or don't ever knock on my door again. Yeah, I think that uh, it depends on where you live. I don't think it probably happened much in the cities, but especially in the country here, it was uh, almost an organic happening. Like, you know, whether it be the like, even Joan mentions the uh, the eggs thing. Like that was definitely a thing with us. Like even now, just today, our neighbor brought over excess produce. To <coughs> it's more than more than you can handle, and we you know, we yep. supply them with eggs and everything else. It works out, and it uh, it definitely actually increased. I think a bit during the pandemic, which was good. So yeah. that's something I definitely wouldn't change, and it's it's something I would definitely try and foster more. And and it's not a thing where I'm like you got to talk to them more. You got to have suppers. You got to have like those weird hangouts and you know do the talking like people do but it's just one of those things where it's just like hey look you've got this and i can help you take care of that excess and i have this and you can take care of that excess so it's like just a mutual scratch my back i will scratch your back but i'm not saying you got to make more friends but it's just trying not to be a douche and them not be the same to you Right, like mm. that yep. really needs to come back, in my opinion, and it, yep. it's it's very hard and weird, because like now we're moving somewhere where I know nobody, where I'm like I'm I want to start vacuuming my laneway once a week so that people leave me alone because they think I'm crazy. <laughs> okay, okay, I was gonna give you a couple seconds to explain that before I jump. Yeah, on. I was gonna <laughs> say vacuuming your lawn, whatever. I mean, <laughs> no, the laneway, not even the lawn. No, you yeah. vacuum the laneway, so people are just like, all right, well, we just don't talk to that guy. <laughs> right? There's a lot to be said what? for a tidy whitey's uh, when you're mowing mm -hmm. the lawn too. You know, it's just saying. Yeah, nope. it's, it's I really didn't need that things. visual, but now it's here. Uh, yeah. yeah.
<laughs> you should see me without pants. It's even better. Wait, you're wearing pants? No, but I haven't gotten up yet. And you haven't you've, seen. you've clearly done this pandemic thing wrong if you're wearing pants still. <laughs> yeah, but awesome. right, and like I said, it's going to be really weird for out of all the panelists, me say, hey, build that community. And I'm not saying build that yeah. community where you have, you know, oh, we have Taco Tuesdays at John's house, and then we have, you know, Fish Fridays at Bob's house. And, like, not that, but just like a thing where, like, you know, you can be respectful and come over and just be like, hey, I, I don't want to go to the store because it's crazy late, or I can't for the next few days due to paychecks, this, that, your, your cars are getting fixed. Like, can I borrow a little bit of coffee to put my coffee maker for the next two days? And then you've always got something in stock that that person may need, but just that mutual thing compared yep. to like your neighbor backstabbing you because you've got four people in your house instead of instead three. Of three. And, and, yeah, yeah. Like, like that really needs to come back. And yep. as much as like handing out baked goods to neighbors and doing the people's thing, it's probably just try to prep up any new neighbors that are coming your way and make them feel warm yeah. and fuzzy. I think that's where you're going with this. But also, I mean, it, it can also so act as a neighbor. It's also not an invite, yeah. just to be clear. That is not an invite. I, I think uh, I think Dave actually sums it up quite nicely in the live chat. He says, so what you're saying is be nice, but not friendly. Maybe I would bang even on say there. be neighborly, not nice. I would say be neighborly, not friendly. Fair enough. Because being neighborly yeah. and being nice, I consider it to be yeah. two different things. But depending yep. on your interpretation, yeah, I agree. Right? Like, you don't That's need awesome. to be that weird neighbor. But <clears throat> you can be a person that, if they need to, they come over, be nice, be respectful. Hey, you know, I need this. Do you have any of that? Yeah, absolutely. Bring it I back like it. to me when you can. Yeah, I, I think I like that's it. a giant thing. Everybody yep. in general whether you're a prepper or not, needs to figure out how they're comfortable doing that and bring that back would be a giant boost to I like the, next, the next thing. I like it. Uh, anybody else on the panel have any last, uh, last minute thoughts or things they want to toss in or things that uh, we haven't touched on yet that they would do differently? Should we uh, maybe run into uh, COVID 2.0? 2.86. Oh, 2.86, yes. Well, we're probably going to run into that one. So, other yeah. than reading my stuff, read mm. 1984 and and ah. study the history of 1930s Germany, and yeah. and then be prepared. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Definitely, mm. if you have not read Terry's books yet, check out the link in the live <laughs> chat and uh, and give them a read. They uh, they're uh, pre-COVID written, so. But 1984 is important. <laughs> it is. Yep, that's a yeah, good well, one too. It's now, it's now <laughs> yeah. banned. It's banned in most uh, school libraries. So that means you should really read it. In Ontario, yeah. it seems to be that's the way things are going, doesn't it? Yep. As soon as as soon as something's banned, you know it's good. They don't have to yeah. don't have to burn books anymore. You just digitally erase them. So anyway, <laughs> yeah. yeah, awesome. Well, with that, shall we move into the podcast challenge? Yes, sir. So we should. Uh, I'll I'll put it politely. Fix yourself. Um, which means. Uh, <laughs> Fix what you've been putting off, at least one item. So that means uh, whether it be a prep item or a personal preparedness item. Uh, going by what affected you the most, uh, how would you mitigate it? And then if you can figure that out, please do so. Let us know what you changed. Awesome. All right, and Jeff, you've got a weather blurb. 
I do. So as I mentioned in the, the news area, Hurricane Lee made landfall in the Maritimes. Um, wind gusts of around 115 to 120 were reported. Uh, at the peak, around 230,000 customers were without power in Nova Scotia. I believe it's down under 20,000 now. Uh, there was no, thank goodness, there was no major infrastructure damage reported. No reports of missing people, serious injuries or deaths. Um, Halifax, Truro, New Glasgow, the western part of the province, uh, which includes Annapolis Valley, Digby, Yarmouth, that area, uh, they were hit the hardest. Obviously, that's where the, the, the leading edge of the storm was. You don't get it so bad in the eye, it's the leading edge. Uh, a former panelist who lives in Halifax mm -hmm. said that a buoy in the Halifax Harbor registered a 36-foot swell. So that's uh, that's pretty significant, uh, obviously. And if that comes ashore, then I mean you're you're into some major damage. Uh, Tropical Storm Nigel has formed in the Atlantic, but it does not appear at this time that it's going to be a threat to land. It's just going to be a fish storm. So um, I'll keep an eye on it. I'll update Discord if things change, but uh, right now it's not something that I'm hedging a concern on. Yeah, but I mean, awesome. with, this, with the name Nigel, it just sounds like it's going to drink tea and insult your mom. <laughs> <laughs> well done. <laughs> All right, we've got a deal of the week, Ian. Yes, uh, everyone, we should pour one out for Canadian Tactical Cowboy Supply, purveyor of everything uh, AR-15 and tactical, a victim of uh, current political landscape. Uh, they have an awesome online store. They always have. Uh, maybe didn't agree with everything they did. But anyways, um, they're doing 30% off of the entire store as they're closing out. Uh, so till the end of the month, you have 30% off, which is a pretty skookum deal, as they say mm -hmm. out west here. Yeah. So uh, link will go in the uh, show notes and the chat here momentarily. And uh, yeah, please visit uh, CTCS for all your uh, boomstick needs. Hmm. Unfortunate, but uh, a good deal nonetheless. Yeah. Right, uh, quick shout out. So haven't done this yet. Totally my fault for not working this into the show. Uh, but a quick shout out to uh, all of our Patreons. So I just want to give a shout out to uh, Philip, Leon, Sue, Tyrell, John, Jeff, Tara, Andrew, better Andrew, no offense to the Andrew that was above Andrew there. Uh, Brad, Brian, Philip, and Tom. So appreciate all you guys uh, helping chip in and uh, help keep the lights on in the backup generator fueled here. Uh, it does help cover the bills. So much appreciated to everybody. <laughs> and we did actually get uh, a message from Philip in the Patreon, just uh, asking about, um, says, uh, how do you CPP team? Uh, the next time you do a video on ham radio, can you cover some equipment recommendations? So for example, base stations, handhelds, uh, and antennas, are there different equipment requirements or for equipment in rural versus urban areas? Uh, and I sent back that absolutely we'll build that into the next ham radio episode because those are always popular episodes. So well, yeah, so definitely thanks. happy to nerd out about that. Yeah. So it, it's funny. So not too far from where I live, I've driven by his property many times. This guy's got like six, seven antennas. Like Eric, you've seen that pin drop ah. where you were like, I want to meet this guy. Right. Yes. So yes. A mutual friend where we ended up bumping into him. So now he's all okay. like, Hey, you guys want to get your hand license? So 
we've been chit-chatting and, and met a few of his hand buddies and this and that. So it, it's definitely a thing where I'm like, I want to. I've seen this whole setup, and I was like, I am so confused because it seems like so much technology. So, and, and I mean, I, I guarantee you I could go and ask him and just be like, hey, look, I want to start it off. What would be my best bang for my buck to start this off and all that. But, like, you know, getting you know, more people that have the stuff and, you know, you can do the Google research and everything. Definitely be good. So like I'm on board for this, uh, in a few months from now, after we get the house, uh, me and Mel both on to get, you know, Brad's got the book. So I'm like, we can share the book and then we want it. We, we definitely, it's something we want to do. So, you know, where we are, okay. What would be our best bet to start off with to get, you know, yep. best bang for a buck and, more kings well, than nothing and all that stuff so yeah it, it's the nerd out again yeah it, it, it was definitely cool to see that 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 was definitely one of the the cooler episodes can, uh, i will say we can definitely do uh what will it be now ham radio 3.0 i think we'd be up to we can do another uh live stream where we do some chatting online on the uh, on the air and yeah i'll break down kind of some some more of the setup and, and walk people yeah, if, it. if you could get a second camera going because you're nerd enough oh, to figure no. it out I, we're we're going to need some more Patreons for that, yeah. <laughs> no, but like, you know, but just show yeah, off, yeah. like, okay, this is See, what like, I'm using. Maybe hands radio, and you can just have the overhead view or something. No, yeah, yeah that's very right. techy. So, yep. Something mm-hmm. along those lines, yep. like, fine, we don't get to see you for the night, but just how your setup is, what you use. Hey, look, this was a crazy upgrade where, you know, you need funds mm-hmm. for, but you can easily do it with this and that. Yep. Like, yeah, that would definitely be a kind of cool one. So people can at least say, like, Fine, I'll do the course, but it's going to cost me six grand to do something, and they don't have the six grand, but they can do the course. But if you could say, like, hey, for a thousand dollars, you can at least get set up, and easy. you know, yep. it's easy to for someone that's like, Definitely. hey, I'm kind of curious about this to spend a thousand dollars and realize they don't like it compared to you know a crazy big investment. Like at least it. in my opinion, um, I like yeah. how you've taken Philip's comment here and just completely expanded it. It's awesome. Yeah. So I will definitely do uh, a ham radio 3.0 and uh, yeah. we'll definitely break out some of uh, Philip's ideas here. And if anybody else we has should, anything they want me to demystify, we should, ha- we should do a ham radio 3.86. Ooh, there we go. Yep. That's what we're doing. Yeah. All right. <laughs> awesome. Well, with that, I'll bring episode number 215 of the Canadian Prepper podcast to an end. Uh, you can find the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or of course your favorite podcast app. Uh, please help us out smith review it does help other people find us and we do record these shows live on youtube uh and facebook if you have to or if you have it uh you want to really peek at the shows please subscribe to the youtube channel canadian prepper podcast and click the notifications tab that gives you an alert when we are going live if you want to contact me uh, not responsible enough to have my own email. It's feedback at prepperpodcast.ca where I am frequently on the Discord. Um, I am nowhere near. I don't even have the feedback thing that I could put on mine. Um, off the wall customizing on most socialist medias or at Gmail. Um, due to the recent moving, we're probably putting a pause button because most of that stuff's getting packed up. Um, but if you are interested in something customized, whether it be t-shirt or laser engraving on almost everything, we've pretty much tried everything. Um, we could probably work it in once we get the new place. So there might be a small delay unless you're um, in need of it now, find someone else. 
Um, or anything. Is anyone going to jump on OnlyFans comment for that or no? No. Not, not today. All right. For, for $20, you can find out. <laughs> um, or you can find me if I'm not here. I haven't been in a little bit, but I'm hoping to make a better effort of my, uh, Sunday nights. You can find me on Monday nights where I talk about why I critique the government and probably weirder ideas of how to solve issues than we do on Sunday nights. Fair enough. Uh, Terry. Well, you can reach me on the annual Preppers Meet Facebook page if you do Facebook, or my email is my name, Terry L. Blackmore at hotmail.com. Right on. Uh, you can reach Ian directly by emailing me at the island retreat at gmail.com. I'm pretty much banned everywhere else. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, other than that, you can find me occasionally on Monday nights, uh, Canadian Patriot Podcast, which is on iTunes and YouTube live on 9 p.m. on Mondays. Uh, I am in the Gilded app for Patriot Podcast, which I think is the only place left I'm allowed. Um, emails if you want an invite. And there you can find For us now. Well. For now. I haven't been banned yet. Yet. Yep, uh, that's the keyword there. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> they can find me discussing why government waste in society has me aiming to prep even harder for next time. <laughs> All right. Please uh, check out Rapid Survival at rapidsurvival.com. You can get me there on the live chat. You can also email me at feedback at prepperpodcast.ca. <clears throat> So uh, thanks for joining us. Until next time, be prepared, stay safe, and keep learning. <laughs>